Welcome to another episode of the Four Bananas podcast. This episode is part one of a two-part episode discussing the subtle traits of our Asian parents. Let's dive into various topics from wholesome memories of celebrating holidays together as a family to childhood nostalgia of getting beaten up by a feather duster. All right, let's start things off with a question. What are the first things that come to mind when you guys think about your parents? When dinner's ready, it's not actually ready. You got to prep the table. Oh yeah. As the single child of the family, I am the go-to for anything. Um, cutting fruits for you whenever you're like you're stressed or studying. Who's this person? Oh, uh, Lin- <laughs> Linda's one of our guests for the next two apps on our podcast. Welcome, Linda. Oh yeah, welcome. Thank, thank you for having me. So, what do you guys think? Our parents have these traits. I think it's just how they grew up with their with their own parents. I mean, it probably just got passed down through the generations, also being kind of immigrant parents. I think it's kind of the way of coping with the new environment whilst keeping their own values in check. Like, that's how I see it. So do you reckon that you'll end up pulling these traits through to your kids? Would you, I guess, cut fruit for them? Would you ask them for anything to be... They can be the go-to people for you. Would you tell them to prep the table? I I, I reckon I will. I'm kind of lazy. So at the end of the day, it's probably going to be exactly the same because I'll probably feel like, oh, my parents treated me that way. I can treat my own kids that way. (laughs) I would have thought um, you you think that based on your parents' uh, upbringing of you, you've turned to an excellent human being. So therefore, (laughs) you want your children to be excellent human beings and therefore put the same traits on them. (laughs) All, All that, yes, yes. Yeah, it seems like a lot of effort. Doesn't feel like it's a lazy answer. I mean, cutting fruit is a lot of effort. Oh, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm talking about the prepping table part. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you don't like that, it seems. <laughs> really? I think for me, it's more about the values. So some values I'll pick up from my parents and carry on, but some other like ways they went about like bringing me up, I probably wouldn't. Um, some would say I might have tiger parents. I would say maybe borderline sometimes, depends on the circumstance. Cool. So speaking about tiger parents, what is actually the definition of that? So a tiger parent is actually a definition that came from a book back in 2010s. So I'm actually quite surprised because I I would have always thought that it was always ingrained that Asian parents are all just Asian parents. They're always these particular traits but there's an actual official term called tiger parents. So like for tiger parents, apparently the traits that they had was to instill, you know, job ready skills uh, within their within their kids by using kind of very authoritarian parenting methods, right? And these included like being like very disciplined, very strict, um, sometimes even having physical punishments Right. Um, and this actually brought up a lot of negative negativity as long as well as positivity to the kids. So, yeah, like those are what tiger parents practically are. And in terms of the positives, it's just like more self-discipline and negatives is just there's a lot of pressure, you know, increased anxiety, those sorts of things. So, yeah, you guys resonate with that? I think with the punishments and strictness, definitely. I'm sure you guys would have experienced some form of punishment when you were growing up, whether it's the feather duster, the ruler, the clothes hanger, the slipper, or the cane, which is for me. I remember growing up as a kid, there was always a cane 
And I used to be quite scared of it growing up. And I think you get to an age where you're you're so confident in yourself now that you're not you're no longer afraid of the cane. So I remember one day I took the cane and I snapped it. Oh. And I was so scared after that. I was like, shit, what have I done? But uh, I think at that age, they were just like, oh, it's fine, whatever. And it just got thrown away and nothing was spoken of it ever again. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Act of defiance. That happened to me as well, but with the ruler. Like, I think I just tanked it. Like before, I would get hit, right? And I'll start crying. And then one day, I just wanted to rebel. And I just let her hit me. <laughs> it was like nonstop until the ruler broke. And then- oh. And just never got hit again after. Wait, so how old? When was oh. the last time you got like the last time you got a punishment from your parents? Yeah, maybe like last night around ten. <laughs> 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 no, I think would have been sometime in um, early school. I think probably like primary school or something. I think, I think after that, somewhere uh, early primary school, just that's when I rebelled. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, around primary, like middle of the primary school mm. time. Can't remember exactly when. See, it's interesting that you guys, you know, um, had those sorts of stories where you snapped or broke the the equipment. Like I wasn't the smarter one. Like my sister was the smarter one. So firstly, before she got hit, she would cry like crazy. So she would never actually get the physical punishment because uh, parents would be like, "Oh, yeah, better not hit her. She's already crying. She already understands." And another thing is, my sister actually hid th- those sorts of <laughs> weapons. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. So she would always hide it yep. to the point where we actually forgot where she hid it. So uh, we no one knew where it was. So they couldn't really like hit us. So that's that's how we kind of avoided those sorts of punishments. Smart. <laughs> that's smart. But it could it could go the other way. I feel like like the parents would just restock on the weapons. Oh, like make make a better one, like a metal cane instead. <laughs> <laughs> a better ones and more of it. Like enough that you can't hide. Oh no, oh. Oh, no that, that that's what they did. And then and then and then we hid more. <laughs> so so we just increased the the the, the frequency with which we hid those hit those canes and stuff. I'm just like imagining there's weapons all around the house. <laughs> it's still yet to be discovered today. <laughs> probably, probably. You can save it for your next children. <laughs> So, do you think your parents are tiger parents? The typical kind of Asian parents? So, I think, yeah, my parents are the typical Asian parents, at least. I wouldn't think of them as tiger parents. I guess I've never thought of tiger parents as being a classification. It's just the typical Asian parent. And I think since we're the children of first-generation migrants who sought a better living for their kids, yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty normal. What about you guys? I don't think so, For at least for my own parents. I mean, they were strict on some particular aspects, for example, education, those sorts of things. But even then, like in comparison to like, other friends and their parents, I felt like they didn't force me as strictly. And I think it comes from the fact that they also studied here in Australia and they've studied a lot before and they understand how hard it is sometimes um just in general to study and always like every day kind of going to tutoring doing all these other activities like it's not just tiring for us as kids but also tiring for them as parents like always you know driving out trying to take us to different places so they understood it from that aspect i think yeah so for me i think maybe my parents are probably on the other end of andrew's parents so i (laughs) think i think maybe they're borderline. I never really spoke it to, like really discussed it with my friends, but I always felt that 
whenever I like compared my my oh like my parents to my friend's parents in regards to like going out um, in particular, um, I knew that they were a lot strict on me. So, so do you have an example? Yeah, so my earliest example was when I was in, U- I think year one, and I remember it was the first time I got an invitation to a birthday party, like my classmate's birthday party, and I was really excited. I was like, I remember I was like, you know, clutching onto the paper, and I was like showing it to my parents, and they're like, no. And then at that time, I was like so heartbroken. I was like, why? And I still remember it. It was in my parents' room. I still remember like the decor and everything around. Oh, wow. <laughs> that dramatic. And then I think from then, it was just like I learned what my parents would answer. And I think there's a lot of memes going around, especially on subtle Asian traits. And I feel like it was very heartwarming. Like after <laughs> 20 years on, I was like, oh yeah, so it wasn't just me. It was like, you know, a couple of other people that agree as well. So that's my early memory of having strict rules um, imposed on me. Yeah. I feel like that's why we kind of started this episode because subtle Asian traits, we look at it as like, wow, there's so many more people like, like that's so relatable. Especially the parenting bit, like they're all the same, or mostly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost the same. Totally. I was I was speaking to a colleague at work uh, yesterday, uh, just l- telling him uh, that we're planning this episode. So he's a bit older. Um, he's got young kids of his own now. I was telling him a few um traits that we were going to mention, and he was like, "That's so relatable." Even now, as a parent myself, I can totally re- like relate that I do that to my kids, and that happens to me time to time from my parents. So. I feel like this topic is so relatable to any Asian or any age almost. Maybe it's just ingrained in us, right? Like we, we reach a certain age and then it just clicks and we always just suddenly have all these sorts of traits, right? Like we're just extremely strict to our kids. Right. Who knows? It's like a cycle, just self-perpetuating. Mm, yeah. yeah. Whether it's positive or negative. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I like to think it's positive. I feel like I, I like to think that we've all, you know, grown up being the best versions of ourselves that we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have both worlds. We've got like, we we see p- the perspective from parenting on like, from our side, and then I guess the Western upbringing mm-hmm. from your friends and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just learn to take the positives from all of them, and then you raise even better kids. Hopefully. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was about to say like, yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. It's different when it's in practice. Yeah, <laughs> when that's they're right true. There. It's all theory. Yeah. They scream at you. You're like, where's the cane? <laughs> So, so one thing that I, like, even though my parents were strict in particular aspects, one thing that I do agree that I'll bring on to my own kids is probably just balance. Like, for my parents, they kind of wanted me to have a balance between both education and just doing sports because they know that sports helps relieve stress. So I would still do sports, like, on weekends, like, doing tennis and, like, mm. um, just sports within school. And they actually encouraged that, which was good. Like, I am very thankful for that, and I believe that's a good trait. I'm not sure if all Asian parents have it, but at least that, that that balance sort of thinking is good. Like making your kids do a whole bunch of extracurriculars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exposing them to different things that they might or might not enjoy, but at least them, them having a try at it would be really good, is how I see it. I mean, my dad forced me to run. He really likes running as a kid, so he forced me to do it, and I hated it. <laughs> but at least I knew, right? At least I knew... That it wasn't a sport that I liked, but um, he did push me to do other things, such as swimming, tennis. And yeah, definitely really helps. You want a fit kid, I guess. Did it work? Do you like any of those 
three sports now? I like it, but I don't do any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my parents were quite the opposite. They didn't believe in extracurricular activities. So like sport, music, I was never forced to play the piano. They just thought it was Mm. just like unnecessary, like side, like it was just a distraction really. Um, like even like the other week, I was I was heading to Bunnings with my dad. We walked, we drove past um, a like soccer field, and my dad was just like, "I don't get it. Why are people <laughs> playing sport like on a Saturday? They should be studying, hitting wow. the books." And then I was just like, "I'm just gonna stay quiet because I've learned for the past like you know um, a quarter of a century that to not <laughs> to argue with my dad, especially at this time, because." You'll never understand, I guess, the idea of like making sure your kids have the right balance um, with school um, um, and like extracurricular activities, but also work. Like I've always wanted to do like part-time work when I was in high school, but my parents are like, no, you have to focus on right. your school certificate, HSC, like that's that's all you need to do. And then so you can get into uni and then when it's uni, you can focus on, you can get a side <laughs> job maybe, mm-hmm. but yeah. Does they still expect you to keep studying like on the weekends? Then? Oh, good point. No. <laughs> I wrapped up my uni degree like a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. So no, it's just that I think his um, preference, I guess, since like you know, since I was like born, really, that sport wasn't a a high priority for my my dad. Still yeah. isn't. <laughs> I guess I'm curious then because it seems like he's so focused on studies and improving your your knowledge base. Now that you are working, right, wouldn't he say, oh, I think you should, you should go on Udemy. There are some courses there that you could upskill yourself. He, he doesn't do that? No, because like my parents, I guess their highest um, education would be like primary school back in their country. Mm-hmm. So my dad um, essentially fled um, a war back in the back at home. So he was actually excelling. I think it's because he was excelling. So he was skipping grades in primary school. So he, when he was in year three, he was like, doing his six work so he was like meant to like jump up so he was academically you know really good but then the wall hit so then my dad's just like okay so if I can't do it since I'm the firstborn uh... I've got to impose it on her I feel I, that's that's a working theory yeah. um don't really want to sit my dad down just yet <laughs> um because my dad might go on a whole ramble um but yeah no that's I think it's partly because of my my dad's background as well yeah, he just didn't have a chance to right. go for the the full education process. Yeah, it makes sense why he has such a big, fo- heavy focus on education then, because mm-hmm. he missed his chance. Yeah. What, what What about sports? Did he miss his chance in sports? I I think he was too young, but oh. I don't know. Maybe they just never did. Just yeah, never did. Just never did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just hearing from the story, the sports isn't important, right? Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like so yeah, important. why would you do sports when you can actually study and get ahead of well, the rest of the crowd that you're competing with? I guess it depends what you think get ahead means, right? I remember for myself in um, high school, so in year 11, I think, or maybe year 12, you have a choice, right? You can either do sports or you can do other things. So at the time, the school offered accounting at TAFE. <laughs> and my parents were like, accounting at TAFE? Oh, okay, interesting. I said, how much is it? And I was like, it's free. He's like, it's free. <laughs> so I spent my Tuesday afternoons at TAFE learning how to do accounting and balancing T ledgers. Oh. <laughs> Ask me to balance T ledger now. I don't know if I can do any of that. <laughs> but I think my parents, similar to, um, oh, maybe not that similar to Linda, but a lot of things that they probably missed out on, they wanted me to gain. So 
once they saw all these opportunities, uh, especially if it's free because they're frugal as, <laughs> meaning, and I've, I've become quite frugal because of them as well, but they've, uh, they've strongly encouraged me to do it. Even like sports um, and piano, they signed me up for those kind of um, classes, tennis classes. But I think TAFE was like the hardest one to get on board with. Like tennis, I'm fine. Piano, I'm fine. Swimming, I'm fine. And now I'm in year 11. You want me to to go do accounting instead of hanging out with my friends eating pizza? <sighs> Worst. How long did you stay on the accounting course? I finished it. I, oh, did, wow. I, I did the whole thing. Like some of my friends dropped out. But when I was in it, I was like thinking... I may, I'm already here. I may as well just finish it and maybe it'll count towards my uh, end of year 12, my ATAR mark. It didn't. <laughs> did, did it help you in uni? Did you do any sort of accounting courses? Well, Or no, business courses? Uh, I think we, there was one engineering course that was somewhat related to economics or business, but it was definitely more on the engineering side. It had nothing to do with accounting. So, <laughs> no, it did not help do anything. Also, what? let me guess. 99% of your classmates were also Asian. 100%. Yeah, 100% Asian. <laughs> Everyone's there for the uh, the free the free course. Yeah. Well, we'll look on the bright side. At least you realized you didn't like accounting before you had to pick it. Fair point. For, yeah. for uni, right? Didn't end up doing anything <laughs> accounting, economic space. So. I mean, how, how long did you spend doing accounting at TAFE? Was it like half a year or a year? Ooh, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a year. A year. Yeah. Well, compared one year with like four years worth of accounting at uni, right? Fair trade-off. <laughs> Fair exactly. trade-off, yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. It's a good point, actually. So we just realized that our parents are usually quite strict. You know, they want us to study hard and some just don't believe in us doing sports. So what are some other annoying parent traits that you all remember? They always compare us with other people as like same age as us. Hey, He's doing so well. Just look at him. Why don't you like him, right? <laughs> yeah. He's already like doing year six kind of work and you're still stuck in the same grade as... Yeah. Where you're meant to be, right? Yeah, where you're meant to be. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> that guy's just a genius. Nah, you reckon genius or they just put them in tuition colleges so, you know, they end up doing more than you so they understand it like before you even get there. Yeah, yes. Did that actually make you feel really bad about yourself? Um, I never understood it, actually. As in, why is he comparing? But I didn't feel bad about it. It's yeah, just, I agree. I just don't... I, I just didn't understand the concept. It's like, well, I'm just doing my thing and he's doing his thing. Of course he's doing better. Yeah. Oh, so you, you took it very logically. I feel like most of us took it quite annoyingly. It's like, why do you keep on comparing me with this person and then comparing me? So, like, for math... They might compare you with the smart kid in class, your friend. And if sports, they compare you to the sporty person. Like, why can't you be like that? Why can't you get this mark? Why yeah. can't you achieve more? I think I was just dumb at that age. Like, when you compare, right, I only really understood it in high school. When I think back at it, it's like, oh, that's why he compares. It's like... Yeah, your parents want to know how you compare against, I guess, the rest right. of the batch. Like, is my son really good or he needs help and we need to inject cash into tutoring <laughs> yeah exactly i only understood that in high school that's when you self-assess it's like oh should i study harder or can i relax a bit <laughs> did you feel like you compared yourself like just by yourself without your parents even instigating it i would say no because i feel like throughout my whole education life i've gone to schooling not so much for education but for socialization <laughs> <laughs> 
just go to school, always get in trouble because you're chatting away with, with classmates. I'm not, it's like, teacher, miss, I'm not here to learn four unit maths. I'm here to chat, okay? <laughs> and that's a really expensive socializing. <laughs> I guess I wasn't that kid who was in school because I love school. What, what kid loves school? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I find it so annoying when parents compared me with other kids. I guess now I understand why, but when you're when you're a kid, you you just want to hang out with your friends. You don't want to be com- constantly compared. How how annoying is that? Yeah, wait, didn't you like school, Andrew? <laughs> I didn't like school. <laughs> just did too well. <laughs> but why are you so smart? <laughs> See, Andrew's the kid who we were always compared against. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> no comment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But my parents, what they did was they wouldn't say, you know, oh, look at that person. Oh, look at Susie. Like, she's doing Mm. so well. It's more like, so what did Susie get for her maths Uh, mark? They they did that all the time and it would irk me so much. Like, I would get so angry. But like, who cares about Susie? Susie's not your daughter. (laughs) I'm your daughter. So, yeah, they always did that. And I think um, because of that constant comparison, I don't know, maybe it's also like a puberty thing, like, as girls you always compare like during like i feel like during high school and i went to an all-girls school as well so it was like it can be catty as well during um during high school (laughs) so like i would always catch myself like comparing to other people as well and that kind of probably impacted me i don't know i've never got like official diagnosis or like really went to a counselor but like i always compared myself a lot when i was in high school like Mm. it was to point where like i'll beat myself up because i'm just like not just like academically it's like oh like she's so pretty like oh why am i not like this like what's wrong with me so yeah i think maybe that's just yeah overall self-esteem yeah self-esteem yeah i think my parents didn't really compare much and if anything they kind of just gave me suggestions on what um i could do like for example right they, they, they might be watching a youtube video of yeah. someone very young doing something amazing like doing their own business that sort of thing and then my parents would probably be like oh maybe you should try it maybe you should try it. like right. you know running your own education course or maybe you should try doing this right um that's kind of how they did it and it was i i didn't really see it as comparing in all honesty and i think it was good that i actually welcomed those new ideas because that allowed me to think in a different way. It's funny. It's funny because what you guys were just saying. I did this um like a company seminar recently, and they were talking about how versus why. Mm-hmm. So, Linda, when you when you were saying your parents would say, "Why is Susie better at, at you than this? Why is Susie getting this mark?" So that it attacks you a lot more rather than I think how Andrew you were saying your parents would suggest things so they would be they probably wouldn't ask you why but they would say they use the how questions like mm. how do you think you could do better how do you think you could be more like this person um, who has this skill uh-huh. so in that way you don't feel personally attacked and now you feel like oh I maybe I can do it yeah I try this yeah I, I felt like that was quite supportive definitely from that mm. perspective so our parents all had the same idea, but they just, just used the wrong methods. Exactly, exactly. They should have all asked us, how do you think, what do you need? Those kind of questions. Mm. Rather than like, why are you a dumb boy? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So so do you think that their tone has actually changed after after uni or like once you everyone started working now? We're all learning from experience, even our parents, right? They never knew how to raise their kids. And then once you mature, once you grow up, 
once you have more experience yourself, you can show them how you've grown and then they will understand from their side. Like they can self-reflect as well. I think my parents, they still do a little bit of comparison, like just the other night actually, because I was just talking to them about like, you know, changing jobs and the concept of changing jobs is quite far-fetched to them. And this is like prevalent in my company because I think the average age is a lot higher as well. So like the average age is about like 60 or something. So these people are like young grandparents (laughs) at the very least. So my parents are the type of people thinking you set foot into a company and you commit to it for 40 years you bleed you bleed for the company you do uh, everything for the company yep. and i think now because just in the general nature i think um us entering the work- workforce and there's always these things that are popping up saying that you know we'll have at least like 10 jobs um in our lifetime like we're always going to be constantly changing that concept is very hard for my parents to grasp and i was having a chat with my dad and i think it came down to because my parents are like blue collar workers you can say whereas we're white collar workers so we use more of our head rather than like just being physical in our jobs right also them um, English is their second language so then it's um, scarier for them to start a new job especially if like there's not many people from their background um, you know working in that company or, um, or like factories so that's why my parents still do that they're still a little concerned about the thought of me changing jobs because they think I have a very nice cushiony job. I do. Um, but for us, I feel like sometimes we have to move. Like you mentioned, Jeff, we learn, we keep learning, right? And we know that, you know, sometimes changing to a different um, company or, um, or just a field is important because then you get a better perspective of things. So I think that's very hard for them to grasp. And I don't blame them for that because it's it's a very different field which I don't expect them to understand but maybe down the line maybe support yeah yeah just yeah. have faith in me yeah our world definitely is so much more faster paced than theirs definitely super hard for them to understand that concept. yeah they can't really relate very easily I think so you know how you were mentioning that your parents were blue collar workers and we we're kind of in the white collar workers were they quite happy for you when you got your first white collar gig? Yeah, they were. They were super happy. They still boast about it. Like it's a, it's it annoys me. I'm like, Dad, Mom, please <laughs> just just stop. I don't. I and like, look, I I don't say them to them like stop, but yeah. that's just me internally in my head. So I let them um have the you know parade around because like oh, wow. you know it, it, I guess I guess it's them. It's just validation for them that like they they've did, done a good they, job. They've done a good job. Yep. But internally, yep. I'm scarred and like. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you know you visit your your relatives, they're like, ah, you're this girl, <laughs> white collar corporate successful climb ladder break ceiling girl. <laughs> now now you're the person other parents would compare oh, yeah. to. Yeah, no, my cousins, my cousins have like kids. Um, so I think the eldest one is in high school. Oh, but he like my cousin lets him play like the clarinet and everything, like just throws money at at him um yeah so i feel like it's interesting to see how my cousins um are raising their kids because they've migrated here but about probably like teens so they got like half half experience and they were yeah so it's just interesting to see uh, are they raising the kids how about you guys like were your parents quite boastful of you i'm I'm guessing i I don't know if your parents were white collar or blue collar workers but did you get that kind of similar experience not really for, for my parents. I mean, my parents were white-collar workers. So to them, it was... Makes like, sense why you like sense. this, Andrew. 
<laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. As in that it made sense that I would have to switch jobs a lot. Um because they also did that. They had to move between jobs to get to higher progression, higher career growth. So I don't feel like I had the same problem as Linda. And I think because my parents are more exposed to media nowadays, like social media, those sorts of things, they at least my dad understands that the world is changing so fast. Yeah. That even the way that we do things and how we earn money, like via Twitch, via podcast, via YouTube, like those wouldn't be even possible like 20, 30 years ago, right? So just even seeing that, with their own eyes they understand that sometimes the things we do might be just totally different or unthinkable from their point of view but they kind of just support me and believe that it will work work out um and it's always a good experience if anything nice well for me um same experience as linda i guess don't need to go into details stories are pretty similar mom's blue collar and white collar obviously she'll be extremely proud of my achievements which is, I, I think is quite interesting because my parents were in similar situations to you guys. They, they weren't white-collar workers. Um, so when I got my first white-collar gig, I was also thinking, I wonder if my mum would do the same, um, start kind of telling all the relatives. But for some reason, yeah, my mum's a lot more of a secretive person. She, you know, when, when mothers have their um, little gossip groups? Yep. She, she loves sitting there and just listening to everyone's updates. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but she was like, she she would never tell like her like everyone will be sharing and she'd just be like, hmm, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it's like my 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 stuff just never comes out. But I, I yeah, I thought that was quite interesting that you know whilst Asian aunties do like to gossip, my mom isn't one of them. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so another annoying thing is Asian parents are backseat drivers. I agree. When I got my license and I started driving. I swear every time my mom gets into the car now, she always complains how I become rougher each time and I take corners faster every single time. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so she gets scared. It's like, oh, stop, stop, slow down, slow down, slow down. She, she, she wouldn't verbally say it, but um, it will probably be, she'll make a comment, say, after we've, I finished driving, if, I've, if we've parked or if we get home, she'll make a comment, be like... Uh, each time I get in, you become even rougher and more more drive faster and more dangerous. I'm like, what are you on about here? I've been driving the same all these years. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's actually not too bad because if you get a reaction while you're driving, you kind of get scared. It's like, whoa, 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 you're too fast. I'm like, you know, and when, when she says, whoa, I'm like, like twitch like you make really like suddenly, a reaction like, you're like, whoa, what happened like, whoa, whoa, whoa. did i do something wrong like yeah. extremely wrong you're like yeah. kind of stressed maybe yeah yeah, yeah exactly. that definitely stress. stresses you out like it's it's kind of scary all of a sudden when they suddenly shout right it's just like yeah. whoa what, what did i miss yeah yeah it's not about shouting it's more like do you know that hand grip that you have on the oh, bike yeah, yeah, yeah. dad holding on was like oh okay i'm not that dangerous but okay i'm still gonna drop my mom and dad do that all the time like like we're like the... two minutes in and then they just start to grab the <laughs> they, they they like one hand's on the on the handrail the other hand's on the seat belt <laughs> and they're like yeah. closing the eyes they're muttering like please 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 yeah. <laughs> and then my dad's hands actually on the handbrake wow. <laughs> i'm joking, oh I'm joking. <laughs> um but i I remember like when I first got my P's, um, my parents didn't want me to drive. 
And I was like, what's the point oh. of me having my peas? And then I think something um, popped up and then I had to go out. And then they're like, okay, be careful. And then for some reason, my, all my cousins were there at the same time. So I was like backing out my driveway. And then like, I just see my cousin doing this. And I'm like, guys, I got this. Don't worry. I passed my peas. One go. It's all good. By the way, everyone, Linda was making the motion, you know, when someone's reversing and the other person's waving their hand. You know, air traffic controllers? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> but for cars. But for a car. <laughs> like, my dad is always a backseat driver, like, because he drives a lot as well. So he always knows shortcuts. But the problem is, only he knows the shortcuts. So whenever I'm driving, he tries to lead me down a road, and I end up getting lost, and I end up taking a lot longer than what I originally would have taken. So it would have been really annoying whenever he backseat drives, because I just end up getting more lost than before. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when you drive these days, the routes that you take, you notice, right, it's the, it's the, it, you know those routes because they're the routes that your parents take. So, whatever p- routes that you've gone on when they've been driving are the routes that you drive. Mm. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Or you kind of, once you got your license, you're like, stuff it. I know better. I'm making my own way. I, I, I kind of take different routes because of Google Maps. Because I trust oh, Google Maps okay. and Google Maps usually takes wow. me to different sort of... <laughs> Sorry, auntie and uncle. <laughs> Google Maps is uh... usually, usually more efficient. Um, and it's more like real time. So yeah, those are the roads that I take rather than the usual ones that parents take. Google Maps way better, right? I is mean, it? they use those thick ass books indexes. It's not. No. You think about it. Like, every, say for example, you're, you're going to an unfamiliar location. Fair enough. You use Google Maps. And then you see in front of you, there's a whole bunch of, bunch of red. Because everyone else is also using Google Maps and everyone's stuck there. All you literally have to do is go down a parallel road. <laughs> five minutes gone right there. You, 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 you guys ever tried that? Like, Wait, it, it has worked. That kind of proves Google Maps is good then. You oh, see the red yes. on the yeah, map yeah. and then you take that shortcut. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, as long as you take the shortcut and you don't follow Google Maps. Oh, okay, yeah. right. So you can use Google Maps and once you see that red... You stop following Google Maps. Ah, oh, that, 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 that's true. Okay, that's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's faster than Google Ma- Maps. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, his need for speed as well. And, like, I think now he's getting older, he's, like, mm-hmm. you know, pushing the accelerator as well. And I'm, like, sitting in my car, I'm, like, I never, like, I think my dad's speeding now. Like, he's faster than usual. And I think oh. um, my friend, like, her dad as well, like, he's, like, he likes to race other people on oh. the streets. Like, like what just, like, to accelerate. The... Not, like, race, race, but, like, okay. he would, like, push the accelerator a little bit more just to get ahead. Oh. And I think, um, you know when they say that, like, um, you know, you have to always be a good role model because then your, your kids will pick it up. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that I'm picking up my dad's driving traits amongst with, like, other parents, like, what my parents' traits are, like, in other aspects so then i like i'm like a speedy driver because my mom doesn't drive a lot so she's a lot slower so whenever she drives like she turns really slowly and i'm just like mom do you want me to drive i'll just turn faster but yeah i think i pick up my speed from my dad but i don't speed it's just that i go on the speed limit and my mom thinks i'm speeding Mm. yeah will you all become backseat drivers later on then i taught my brother how to drive you, you've already done it? <laughs> yeah, I've already done it. I've, ex- I've experienced it. Like, I don't want to be the backseat driver, but when he just started as, as his L's, right, I try not to clench my ass. <laughs> like, I don't want to lower his self-esteem, right? Like, I just sit there. I don't, I don't want to, you know, have my hands slowly. Re- ready go, to grab. Yeah, you know, ready to grab anything. I try to relax, but oh my God. 
Like I'm internally clenching my ass when he drives. <laughs> your palms are sweaty. Yeah, he's yeah. weak. Arms yeah, are heavy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have to try hard all that just so he has confidence. Wow, that that kind of scares me. <laughs> I I think I understand that. Like whenever I'm in my sister's car as well, like even though she's on her peas now, even then, whenever she turns corners or brakes, <laughs> every time I just go. Break a bit earlier, like it's very close. Or break, like, break, 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 break. Or, or, or try, try not to turn so like so abruptly. Like right. I'm, I'm swinging around the car a lot. So yeah, I just voice it, like, and she takes it, and I think she's just used to it. So it's kind of a numbing effect to her. It doesn't really have much effect. I just say it just for my own psychological right. sort of well-being. safety oh, yeah. and well-being. Yes, and, and she shut you off. Yeah, she shut. <laughs> You're me not even listening. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just saying it for nothing for yourself. For nothing. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay, next question. This is probably more a question for Dom. <laughs> what? Asian parents are also super frugal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you not everyone might know, but I think I'm a fairly frugal person. I love my bargains. I love saving money wherever I can. It makes me, it gives me a sense of fulfillment, and I believe a lot of it is from my upbringing. So I'm sure you guys will know very standard Asian parent traits. You try and reuse things as much as they can before it breaks. You, I remember growing up as a kid, your parents would always say, oh, finish all your food. You know, kids are starving, right? And I'm like, oh, I must do my best. And you pick every little grain off that plate. And you're like, I did it. I helped the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no one's starving because of you. <laughs> It's a good point that you raised. Like for, for for me, I think my parents we always collected a lot of coupons. Did you have like we always had coupons inside our letterbox? Like Hungry oh, Jacks, yeah. you know, McDonald's, yeah. Pizza Hut, Domino's. Like even to this day, every time we order pizza from Domino's, we'd search up all the codes yes. online just to oh, get yeah. that you know easy like you know two two traditional pizzas for like ten bucks, right? Yeah, like cheap pizzas, and I, that also brings up about a point about fast food i used to eat a lot of fast food when i was a kid and that's because it was quite economical you get a food and you also get toys and as uh. a kid you, that means my parents didn't need to buy toys <laughs> separately i already got toys from mcdonald's and to be fair the toys were pretty good, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah they were quite fun i think you know mcdonald's had those electronic toys mm, yeah, yeah. They, they had like mini mini like consoles yeah you know, before and also the, all the pokemon ones <laughs> Do you remember those ones? I know the Snoopy ones. They have like oh, 12 yeah. different Snoopies. Yeah. I had three sets. Oh, wow. three sets. Damn. Yep. Damn. I was a Snoopy fan. <laughs> Fair enough. I heard in like Europe, I was speaking to one of my colleagues and um, you can actually buy, like where she was growing up, you can buy the um, toy by itself instead of getting the meal. So apparently when she was growing up, um, her parents would only buy her the toy because they realized that mm. kids just want the toy only, mm-hmm. so you don't have to buy the oh. meal as well. Oh, that, that, that's the next level, I guess. Yeah, yeah maybe that's frugality. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did as well. Like, hey, can I just have the toy? Oh, they gave it to you for free? Uh, $2. Oh. oh! Yeah. That's how you got your three-set collection. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other um, frugal jobs and to save money, I remember as a kid, you guys ever have, like, you know, jobs growing up uh, just to help around the house. I remember I used to do things like, it's a really weird one. I don't think anyone would have done this one, but packing CDs. So we get like a huge box of CD cases, back and front cover. Mm-hmm. It's like an operation line, you know, one person 
opens CD cases, the next puts front and back cover, the next puts a CD in and closes it. It's like a whole operation chain. So I used oh, to do wow. that sort of thing with my family. That, that, that reminds me of, you know, in Parasite, how they're packing like pizza boxes. Yeah. Similar, similar to that, Pretty right? much. Because oh. the, the next job, I guess, as, as a kid, you, you can't really contribute much, but you can do small little things. The next kind of job that we did as a family was the brochure run. So you get a whole bunch of different brochures and each person grabs one, puts another brochure inside the big one. And at the end, you have, say, the biggest Woolies brochure. And inside, you have all these other uh, brochures inside. And then we deliver all that. Oh. So oh. I did that. But oh, it yeah. wasn't brochure. It was like junk mail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Like, it's pretty much junk. Like, the, the only good one is, like, the coals or the Woolies one. The rest of it inside is all junk. Right. I, I'll one-up you. I also did brochure delivery runs oh, yeah. for, for my dad's business. But I never got paid. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I used to walk around different suburbs from one suburb to the next. Yeah. Just delivering in each of the, you know, units. And, yeah, yeah. And I used to just go exploring with my sister, oh. just delivering. And we'd just get lost halfway. And somehow we'd just try to find our way back to a main road. Oh. That's how we explored the suburbs. But yeah, we didn't we didn't get paid. But yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. yeah. What about plastic bags? Oh, yeah. Do you guys keep plastic bags, you know, recycle, reuse? Yep, heaps and heaps of them and yeah, one-off plastic containers. Yeah, like I, I think I have a lot of those plastic bags. To be, we use it for bins. Oh, yeah. Like we never buy those actual bin, bin bags. Bin bags. Yeah, no way, no way. Just, just, reu- yeah, just reuse the, the, the plastic bags. What, what else do you all reuse? Oh, what about... Cutlery. So you know when you go to fast food chains, KFC and stuff, you always get uh, the plastic knives and forks, and you don't always use them, right? So I don't know if you guys have, but I've got like a whole bunch of those um, little plastic. Con- uh, I don't know, is it container? Like little plastic sleeve, which has all those one sets of napkin oh. and you know hand wipes and stuff. And I feel like sometimes, it, honestly, it is useful, especially if say you're going out um, to a picnic out somewhere f- for fishing and you just need a random set of cutlery to mm-hmm. eat your food comes in pretty handy yep and the kfc wet wipes very good what what, what about the the sushi chopsticks oh yeah i have, have quite a bit of those yeah but the sushi ch- chains just give you heaps like yeah they just grab a handful and give it to you mm-hmm. what about hotel slippers <laughs> oh Hotel oh slippers. Yeah, you take whatever you can from the hotel. <laughs> whatever is uh, most likely not to be charged back on your card, yes. Yeah. It, it's funny. I think I saw a post recently. I think it was on Subtle Asian Traits, actually. Was it? Uh, I think it was a Japanese hotel. They actually had packaging, and on the packaging, it said, just please, please steal this you know, slipper, <laughs> or, or please steal this, you know, like socks, or because they all, all the guests just take it anyway. Right. So they might as well just make it a bit more fun. Oh yeah, and it was posted. It was posted definitely on Subtle Asian Traits, I believe. That's pretty cool. I, that reminds me, I saw one about uh, plane airplane cutlery. Mm. Oh. Do, do you guys have? If I looked in, you know, if I went to you, you guys' places and I looked in the cutlery drawer, am I gonna see like a Cathay Pacific spoon, a Singapore Airline fork? Yep, yep. Very, very, very good quality <laughs> airplane, you know, cutlery. Like back in the days, it was it wasn't even plastic. It was all it was metal. Yeah. yeah, it was metal. So yeah, definitely, I have a few Cafe Pacific ones, forks. No, no, it's still metal. Singapore Airlines. Oh yeah. Are yeah. you allowed to take those? I don't believe so. They're not going to check your tray to see if you have a spoon on it, right? 
Yeah. No. So no, I guess you... Just stuff in your bag, because my grandma took the Qantas <laughs> oh, ones. Oh. I have Qantas ones for some reason, and I'm just trying to trace nice. back. We don't fly Qantas, so it has to be my hmm. grandma when she, like, when she was um, younger. What, what about um, shopping catalogs? Do you guys reuse shopping catalogs? I reuse it for... Like, for example, if you're eating food and there's, like, fish bones and those sorts of oh. things, we rip it. Oh, yeah. And we use it yeah. instead of, like, newspaper or anything. We just use that. Yep. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just easy to get rid of your unwanted organic waste. Yeah. 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 I feel uneasy if I don't have the catalogs. <laughs> like, where else can I put the <laughs> put my phone? This is, like, looking around. It's like, well, I don't want to put it put on a plate. I'm going to have to wash that plate now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's exactly. that catalog? <laughs> exactly. I need the catalog. Please give sending <laughs> But lately, like, for, for, for my area, like, all the, like, newspaper are, like, thinner now. And I don't get, like, the catalogs oh. anymore. Oh. And, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but when Woolies and Coles stopped giving out plastic bags, <laughs> you start paying for them. And then they transitioned to, like, those reusable bags. I was, like, a bit worried. Like, I was, like, where am I going to have my mm. bin linings now? Because, like, you know, bin linings are expensive. Even mm. though they're scented, like, there's, like, lavender scent. Re- Citrus. Wow. I only what? know this because when I was working my part-time job um, at a medical practice, like oh. we had to use those bin linings just to freshen oh. it up, I guess. I see. Thank goodness wow. for Asian groceries. Oh, we yeah. Still got yeah, back. Because yeah. that's where, I don't know where that, else you can get plastic bags now. Yeah, that, that is true. I think it's all, yeah, Asian bakeries, Asian, yep. yeah, Asian grocery stores. Those are the only places. Oh, yeah, fruit shops. Fruit shops um, still have it sometimes. Yeah. They're very thin though. Yeah, that, that yeah. is true. Yeah. The quality isn't as good, right? Now that Linda told me that bin linings are scented, I might try some. <laughs> <laughs> try some rich man. Just be a little bit fancy. Yeah, get, get fancy. Speaking of fancy, there's nothing for the fans to see because that's the end of part one of our two-part episode. Don't miss out on part two by following our podcast channel or follow us on social media such as Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. New episodes every time we pump out a new script. See you next time.